0: We chug along with Powercat Game Day. It is hour number two, and it's week two of the K-State football season. The Missouri Tigers in town for the first time since 2011. Kickoff at 11.01. Breakfast football time in Manhattan, Kansas. Let's get to our top three storylines. I'm Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. And our top three storylines this week are brought to you by Manhattan Regional Airport. Connect to anywhere. In the world with five flights daily to Dallas or Chicago, book your flight today at flymhk.com. Mr. Cole Manbank, we'll start with you, and that's about Adrian Martinez. If anybody was complaining about anything on Saturday other than a couple of misses special teams wise for uh, Chris Tennant would be just the passing game wasn't the sexiest and I kind of thought you know if K-State scored into the 40s or 50s this would not be an issue at all even if it was all about the running game still but when it comes to the arm talent and throwing more than 53 yards for Adrian Martinez a game like this is where we're going to have to see that step up
1: yeah I mean the longest completion that he had against South Dakota went for 11 yards on a curl route to Sammy Wheeler they only attempted one pass downfield which was a deep ball to Philip Brooks was actually a, a really well-thrown ball by Adrian Martinez that was not caught. It was into double coverage, but placed in a, a good spot. Uh, but that was the only time they really stretched the field. They didn't run a lot of routes downfield in that game. And so I think the, the narrative became, you know, a lot of people nationally, you know, knowing Adrian Martinez's history, turnovers, et cetera, they started to mock him over the 53-yard passing performance. But The reality is K-State just didn't need to throw the ball downfield to win this game. And I think they kept it very vanilla and basic and, you know, attempted to not throw the ball downfield. I will say he looked a little bit risk averse and maybe a little bit indecisive and timid at times. And perhaps it was part of K-State's goal to avoid that narrative of turnovers being an issue and really just protect the ball for Adrian Martinez in game one. But here is heading to game two against Missouri, 53 yards Mm -hmm. isn't going to get it done. Like, we all know that. Kansas State's going to have to throw the ball downfield much more in this ballgame. Even though Missouri had one of the worst run defenses in college football last year, they've gotten better on that side of the ball, and Kansas State's going to have to be able to throw it. So, you know, I think one thing to keep in mind, K-State did not really use Deuce Vaughn in the passing game against South Dakota. We know he's going to be a huge weapon in the passing game, so I would look for more routes, angle routes over the middle, et cetera, splitting Deuce out, getting him involved in the passing game is that extra weapon to help out Malik Knowles, Phillip Brooks, Cade Warner, and RJ Garcia. I, I think Malik Knowles and others were going to have to step up in this game too. It's, it's going to take closer to 200 yards passing, I think, for K-State to win today.
0: Top storyline number two, D.Y., is that we, we've talked about him already, but Taylor Potier at right guard, unfortunately, is going to miss the rest of the season with a knee injury. Yeah,
2: you know, it's a big loss because they view him as an all-conference caliber player, but Hadley Panzer is someone that played a little bit last year as a true freshman. I say a little bit but it was quite a bit for a true freshman. He played a lot last week. The plan was for him to play a lot regardless of what the injury, um, if it had occurred or not. So Hadley Panter is someone that they almost viewed as a six starter on, along that offensive line. He almost won the center back, right? He took that out left and right with Hayden Gillum. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Hadley Panter, you know, the, they're going to say next man up, but I really do think that he is quality enough where it's not time to hit the panic button even though you're losing a guy that probably could have been an all big 12 type player that just goes to show you though, like this is what Connor Riley has done since he's been in Manhattan. This is what he's been working on. This is what he's been in the lab doing because I mean, like I said, they were seven, eight, nine deep. Um, this takes a chunk out of that because he's a good player, but they, but they uh, have all the confidence in the Panzer. And if they have two, as well, Andrew Lanking
0: Storyline number three, Cole, is the renewing of this rivalry. K-State and Mizzou, for the first time since 2011, will play, as they've agreed to a home-and-home, and the game in Columbia will be next season. But, Cole, I-, I can't wait to experience the atmosphere this morning when Missouri and K-State finally get to play, because this is a rivalry that goes back a long time.
1: As soon as the South Dakota game ended, Mitch, I wanted to fast-forward and get through this this week to get to today for this matchup. I'm amped for this crowd. I'm excited to see how the turnout is. We know it's a sellout. This game has been sold out for a while. The secondary market is nuts. You can't find any tickets really under hundred dollars on the secondary market on StubHub, et cetera. Uh, it's in high demand. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. First time they played in 11 years, you know, and if you think back, Missouri was really that school that kind of started up, kicked up the conference realignment talk. I mean, they were kind of behind the scenes navigating their way trying to nudge their way into the big 10 and then eventually they head off into the sec. Um, so I'm sure there's some bitter feelings for how that transpired and ended for me, you know, it's not so much about that. I, I never had a huge hatred level for Missouri mainly because K-State dominated the series for so long when, when I was going to games. But for me, it's more about Eli Drinkowitz. I, I, you know, I find him hard to like, to be honest, he's the head coach at Missouri. Um, yeah, he's, he just kind of rubs me the wrong way with the things that he says publicly and into the microphone, into the media, et cetera. And K-State, yeah, he's, he's a cocky guy for a guy that's 12 and 12 in his career at Missouri, right? So he, he sure likes to talk, but he hasn't walked it yet. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. So I, I would love to see K-State lay it on Missouri as a result of that. And the other thing is, and D.Y. could allude to it, they're running into each other on the recruiting trail a lot more. So this game's significant, uh, you know, K-State just won a huge recruiting battle this week on Jordan Allen, the Olathe defensive end that committed to K-State over Missouri, Iowa, USC, Iowa State. And D.Y. had that pinned from the start that he thought that they were going to get Jordan Allen. It's a huge pickup, one of the best players in the state. And then the Josh Manning recruitment out of the Lee Summit area missed kind of D.Y.'s turf. But, uh, you know, it, it's significant from a recruiting front. And D.Y., maybe you jump in just how many recruits are going to be here for this ballgame and the significance of it.
2: Yeah, it, it'll be a lot. They're bringing in a lot from Kansas City, Missouri, so they're trying to strike that tune. Um, and I've heard north of 60, so that, that's a, that exceeds what they typically host. And an interesting one will be the basketball group, McCaleb Rich, because Jerome Tang and company are bringing him in, an official visitor from East St. Louis that'll eventually be a four-star recruit. Guess who's uh, competing against Kansas State for him? Missouri. So it's an interesting that they brought him in for this weekend.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how Joe Klanerman's defense responds after a shutout performance last Saturday against South Dakota, especially against the Missouri Tiger offense that had 558 yards of total offense and scored 52 points against Louisiana Tech. The quarterback is Brady Cook. It's his third year in the program. And they also have a wide receiver, a true freshman who was a five-star recruit in uh, Luther Burden, who had what I would call kind of like a Deuce Vaughn type of debut like Deuce had in 2020. Didn't have the most yards in the world, but every time he touched the ball, it was electric. We now hear from K-State's defensive coordinator, Joe Klanerman. He is our coach interview this week, and it's brought to you by Becker Auto Trailers and Campers, wanting to pay less and still be treated the best. Shop Becker Autos Trailers and Campers Super Center in Beloit, over 10 acres of inventory. Hurry in for the 2022 model year clearance on new campers, or shop 24-7 at BeckerAutos.com.
3: Defense check all the boxes in game one. We still got a long way to go. I mean, we're still developing... That- I'll I'll say this about the performance. We played hard, which is uh, always the first step. We played together, we stayed in the game. You know, I think sometimes it's easy when you get a a lead to, to relax a little bit. I don't think our leaders were letting that happen. We checked all the boxes for week one. But uh, we're certainly uh, far from a finished product. A little bit earlier about checking all the boxes, you're looking for in week one. Aside from improving tackling and tracking the ball, what kind of improvements you looking for in week two? Well, this is going to be a different animal this week, for starters. And this has been the biggest challenge with all these new guys. And I'm not just talking about freshmen. I'm talking about you know transfers and stuff that are coming in here. You know, we don't have eight days or whatever to prepare for this team. We've got three. Getting those adjustments and getting those things in that amount of time is is a challenge in and of itself. You know, the speed is going to be different, I think, than what we saw last week. Different animals. Different plays that you know than what we saw last week in concepts and formations, and that's just getting those adjustments. I think is going to be the biggest thing.
1: Missouri showed a lot of three wide receiver, four receiver, some empty. What kind of? I don't want to say pressure but challenges that present to you as well as some of those younger cornerbacks yeah they, they
3: got formations for days and and you know i think they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of those things to try to create confusion with us and 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 to try to create uh, uh, in in man situations try to create some some picks and some mismatches and you know they're also going to use formations to try to dictate uh, what we're going to be in you know they may get an unbalanced because they you know, we're going to be in this versus unbalanced or whatever. And, you know, it's just communication, I think, is going to be the biggest thing. And we've been doing a uh, putting a lot of emphasis on that and, and getting getting better at that uh, across the board. 30
2: snaps for Duke. Are you kind of close to being able to cut him
3: loose? I think so. Yeah, he's getting he's getting more comfortable. You know, He's no different than a new guy because he's playing a new spot, you know, and, and so played about what we thought and hoped that he would play. And he looked fine doing it. Uh, we didn't get any extended long series, though, really uh, defensively until that last one. So to say he's going to be out there for eight, nine in a row. I don't know that if he's ready for that yet, maybe. But we got Des Purnell some quality snaps, got some other guys, some quality snaps that we could uh, that we could throw in there and, and not skip a beat.
2: And besides, you know, thinking about where Luther Burton is often because obviously they want to get him the ball in a lot of different ways.
3: Yeah, in in, in one game, it's tough to say he's going to be here or there. Uh, I think they did a nice job of moving him around and being creative with that. And and it's hard to say, but you you bet we're gonna know where he's at. With Cook, the starter, he played some against Georgia last year, whole game in the opener. He's got enough on tape to really He's yeah, trying. he's a good player. I, 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 the, you know, the thing that, that scares me about him is I think he throws the ball well, but I think the the other scary thing is him extending plays with his legs. I think they're going to use him a little bit in the run game. Would not surprise me if they were doing some read stuff with him because he can he can really run. He looks like he's got tremendous speed on tape, um, and then just his ability to keep plays going in the pocket. You know, if we're not uh, if we're getting things covered down, his his escapability in the pocket again when you're when you're playing with. Uh, guys that have speed and guys that push things down the field and uh you know you're going to match that up somehow in the secondary and what that's going to put a lot of heat on our front and and on our linebackers to keep Brady Cook corralled you know if he does get out of there that kind of a very
2: running attack and like nine different guys that ran the ball in that, in that first game what, what, what kind of goes into preparing and kind of predicting
3: well they're going to run the football I mean they that's that's their identity I think that's what they want to do and I think that sets up a lot of the gadgets and a lot of the the things that they do um, off of that to, to get explosive plays. I mean, they're going to, um, you know, they're there. They're, it starts with their run game, and, and I think they're really good at it. Uh, I think they come off the ball well on the O line. I think they got some backs that can hit it. Um, I think they've got good schemes. And so, uh, you know, it starts with with us stopping the run.
1: Kobe Savage and his performance on Saturday.
3: Kobe's like a bullet, man. I was just trying to get out of his way as he was uh, running towards me. Um, he, did, he did a nice job. Um, you know, he he, uh, he did about what I expected him to do. I think he's, he's gonna be the type of guy that's always gonna play hard. He's always gonna be locked in. He's always gonna play with a bunch of intensity. And, uh, you know, I think the more comfortable he gets now, um, you know, he's gonna be better and better each week.
4: It looked like all of his hits were clean, but
2: I can
3: see your flag a yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the first one uh, it was right in front of me, and it was the most violent thing I'd ever seen. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I looked up at the replay, and I he clearly hit him, you know, in the target zone. We talk about that a lot, and um, we don't. We try not to make it even close. I mean, I don't you know, they say you know below the the neck, and I, I don't even I don't even want him that high. I, I don't want it to be anywhere near it. And we talk all the time about seeing what you hit. We've got some guys that are, you know, that that sometimes get on the tattered edge of that and so the more we can just see what we hit and get our target zone low I think we'll be okay.
0: And that's this week's coach interview with defensive coordinator of K-State, Joe Clarneman. Still a lot to come in Hour 2 of Powercat Game Day. Mitch Fortner, Cole Manbeck, and Derek Young. After the break, we're going to get Cole's breakdown of the Missouri offense and defense. Hadley Panzer, who's going to step in now at right guard, is this week's subject for Meet the Wildcats. What to watch for our predictions all coming up. More K Game Day after the break.
5: Kickoff is getting closer. Stay tuned. This is Powercat.
3: Prairie Land Partners has 15 John Deere dealerships across the state of Kansas that are committed to delivering the right solution. And right now, Prairie Land Partners has openings for parts specialists, service technicians, sales representatives, and various management positions. If you're seeking a career with a leading agricultural company that offers competitive wages and great benefits, visit the careers page at prairielandpartners.com.
5: Delivering the right solution. Land Partners. Herb Alpert and Lonnie Hall live at Kansas State University's McCain Auditorium, September 14th. Experience that classic Tijuana brass sound you know and love. Herb Alpert and Lonnie Hall live at McCain Auditorium. Visit mccain.kstate.edu for tickets. This guy.
4: This guy.
0: We roll on with Powercat Game Day. It's brought to you by Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. Don't get stuck on the bench from sports injury. Get back in the game with the doctors trusted by Kansas State University. Online at kansasortho.com. Mitch Fortner back with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. Both those gentlemen from the Three Maw podcast. Now, kickoff at 1101 between K State and Missouri. To get an injury update from Derek Young, we've been talking a lot, of course, about uh, Taylor Potier, who's out for the season with a, a knee injury. Uh, Hadley Panzer will jump into that right guard position for the rest of the season. But, um, DY, I know there's some guys on defense we've been looking for updates with.
2: Yeah, I still don't think we're going to see Will Honus today. Um, that's the linebacker from the transfer for Nebraska. I think he's still going to miss this game probably, maybe another game, possibly two. I almost think that the Oklahoma game might be the target date for Honus. Uh, TJ Smith sounds like he's going to play. Um, there, there was a time where I thought he was going to miss multiple games as well, and then I started to change my tune a little bit because I started to hear word that he might be able to return quicker than anticipated and the coaches are actually more optimistic about him returning than any of the other players. Doesn't mean they won't, but they're they're definitely more optimistic about TJ Smith's availability. Josh Hayes, uh, tell you what, this time last week I thought it was a slam dunk that he would play. It might be, but or so maybe they're just playing coy. But the coaches are still describing him as questionable um, at this time. I haven't heard anything new, so I th- am still under the impression that he will play. But I will have the pause button hit a little bit there just because of how coy they were playing with his availability. But I do think when push comes to shovel, we'll at least see a little bit of Josh Hayes, Sean Robinson. They described very similar similarly. That's a tough word for me. Anyway, he's, he's questionable as well. Just uh, like Josh Hayes, um, according to the coaches, I'm not as bullish on him. If I had to make a call, I would say that I doubt that he plays, but they, They're still describing him the same way that they describe Hayes, and it's questionable.
0: Under further review coming up here in just a few moments, but now we turn our attention to Cole Manbeck, and we talk about the Missouri offense and Missouri defense. Both K-State and Mizzou start the seasons one and O. Oh, we'll start with the Missouri offense. Cole, how does uh, the K-State defense stack up against this uh, Tiger offense?
1: Well, I think this game's going to be decided up front, Mitch, and it's really going to be a story of K-State's strong defensive line against Missouri's offensive line. This is a Missouri offensive line that in 2020, allowed a 4% sack rate, which was 14th best in the country. And then in 2021, last season, they were 16th in the country with a 4.2% sack rate and third best in the SEC. They have a first-team all-SEC offensive tackle, at left tackle, and Javon Foster, he's a really good player. But if you speak to some of the Missouri folks, they they seem concerned about their right tackle situation. Myron White, honorable mention, all-SEC last year for the Tigers. He was supposed to be that right tackle He's injured. He's not going to play today. He did not play last week against Louisiana Tech. Zeke Powell, Coffeeville Community College transfer that started 10 games in his career for Missouri, is filling in at right tackle. And they struggled up front against Louisiana Tech. The offensive line did not play well, even though the Tigers ran for over 300 yards in that game. So, you know, Felix and Udika Uzama usually lines up over that right tackle. And to me, that's going to be a huge matchup in this game because you have a quarterback in Brady Cook who's... A sophomore, didn't have the great recruiting ped- pedigree that some of their other guys have in that QB room that are too young that they probably won't play in this game. Brady Cook's a you know, so- sophomore that doesn't have a lot of experience under his belt. This is going to be his third start of his career. He made his first start in the bowl game against Army last year, and he, he doesn't have a big arm. You know The ball kind of flutters and floats out there when he throws it. And so, I, you know, you think about this, this is his first road start of his career. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think K-State has a real opportunity to turn him over a couple times, force him into a couple mistakes uh, with Julius Brant in the secondary and this pass rush that the Wildcats unfold on him. Uh, one thing I will say, you know, you mentioned Luther Burden. He was the number one receiver recruit in the country. Missouri brought in the 15th ranked recruiting class last year nationally. So Eli Drinkowitz recruits well loser burden's going to be a guy that they try to get to, get the ball to, whether it be the wildcat or, you know, at the receiver position and just try and get him out in space. He's explosive, he's dynamic. Um, but, you yeah, know, there's just to me this is a game that's going to be decided up front for the Wildcats and the Tigers.
0: Cole, uh, K-State's offense, are they going to tear up this Tiger defense or what?
1: So this is where, you know, to me, the biggest storyline really is. And it's been a storyline for Missouri for a while. They're on their third defensive coordinator in three years. Uh, Blake Baker took over from, he came from Miami, was named the safeties coach at Missouri this off season. And then Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, uh, struggled mightily last year. He found a new job with the Carolina Panthers going back into the NFL. He was actually a former NFL head coach for the Arizona Cardinals for one season and then was fired uh, back in 2017 or 18, you know, defense was the storyline for Missouri last year. They allowed 3.05 points per drive, which was 117th in the FBS. You know, they allowed 5.3 yards per rush, which ranked around 115th in the country allowed 222 rushing yards per game, which ranked 120th nationally. They were 103rd in pass efficiency defense allowed 8.3 yards per pass, ranking 104th out of 130 FBS teams. You name it, they they struggled all over the field. Southeast Missouri State, guys, ran for 294 yards on 36 carries against the Tigers last season. That's an FCS school that averaged 8.2 yards per rush. Tennessee ran for 458 yards on this defense last year against Tennessee. What I will say is they fired Jethro Franklin, their defensive line coach, in Game 5 last season after Game 5. And in their final four games of the year, albeit the schedule did get lighter, Missouri held opponents to 3.2 yards per carry and 131 rushing yards per game. So they got better up front. I think Blake Blake Baker has improved that defense. Missouri has brought in a load of transfers. Tyron Hopper, a very talented linebacker transfer from Florida, had 10 tackles for loss last year with the Gators. He's starting at linebacker. They got a very talented corner, Chris Abrams-Drain, who – you know, pro football focus actually projects to go in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. And I think the, the real storyline, I mentioned this game's going to be decided up front, guys. Missouri has three pass rushers at the DN position, all 6'4", 6'5", 270 pounds or so. These are big dudes. All three of them have the potential to play at the next level in the NFL. ESPN Insider Matt Miller actually tweeted out about a week or two ago that those guys are a problem. Trajan Jeffcoat, Isaiah McGuire, DJ Coleman... They get after it rushing the passer, 28th in the country in sack percentage last year. Missouri sacked the quarterback 8.2% 8, 8. of the time. It's going to be a big story in this game if KT Leveson, uh and Christian Duffy at the tackle positions and K-State's line overall can protect Adrian Martinez.
0: That is a hell of a breakdown of the Missouri Tiger offense and defense with Cole Manbeck. Cole, I appreciate that. But now, under further review, and it's brought to you by Midwest Dream Car Collection, see over 100 years of automotive history from classics to exotic supercars Plan your visit at Collection.org. It's time to go under for the
6: review. And there were some things going on in sports today that will make your brain fall
5: out of your skull. And the winner of the Tizer Trophy. I think you can build an offense around a guy who throws like Edward Scissorhands We're going to play a hell of a lot of defense.
0: You blew it. Under further review. All right, question number one. Let's start with Derek. I'm expecting to hear a certain chant today. And no, it's not the chant you're thinking of. It's the SEC chant. It still echoes from when Missouri played here last in 2011 after K-State beat them. So over under, D.Y., how many times do we hear the SEC chant? I said it at one and a half.
2: Oh, It's over because you're going to hear it after the game. If Kansas state wins, you're probably going to hear it before the game in the parking lot. Like that, that thing could hit double digits.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well, Mitch. And largely, you know, you'll hear Missouri fans chant it probably on their own, but the K-State fans are going to chant it in a mocking style um, as well whenever K-State does something well or when they win that game. So I'm taking the over.
0: See, this might be crazy. I'm actually taking the under for the same reason Cole just brought up. Either at the end of the game, K-State will chant it in a mocking way, or if Missouri happens to win, yeah, they'll chant it just to let uh, everybody know the conference they now play in. All right, next, Brad Pitt. John Ham Tom Berenger, and David Koechner have all graduated from Mizzou. They're all definitely different kinds of actors, but which of the four would you say that would
1: best play you in a movie? We'll start with Cole. Yeah, I'm not great with uh, pop culture actors, musicians, or anything. I'll go with Brad Pitt. I know the name well. Plus I think my (laughs) wife probably thinks he's an attractive guy, so I'm going to go with him. Plus he played in a sports movie and Moneyball. Kind of led the scene there and was a main character and, you know, sports is my thing. So I'm going to Brad Pitt.
2: Brad Pitt probably is too much charisma for me. I know my flaws, and charisma is one of them. I know you said John Hamm. That's probably closer to where I'm at, more of uh, the CEO kind of type guy. So I'll say John Hamm.
0: I knew one of you would play the handsome card and and, and, and be Brad Pitt. I'm going to go Tom Berenger. If you're not familiar with Tom Berenger, uh, he played Jay Taylor in Major League, you know, the catcher. Hey. I think that character oh. kind of fits me a little bit more. Like, he has a comedy side to him, but he's also the more serious guy. He can be a type of leader, I guess, in the locker room. Plus, he was really good bad guy in Platoon. And if I needed to step up and play the heel character in some sort of fashion, and I think I could be the one to uh, pull that off. He had
2: good hair in that movie, too, though. He had good hair, too.
0: All right, finally, in under further review, Utah or Notre Dame, they both lost this past weekend on the road, tough environments. Which one is most likely, D.Y., to make the college football playoffs still?
2: Oh, that's a really good question. I will say Notre Dame because everyone thinks of their schedule being a juggernaut due to being independent and just playing A bunch of various teams, but and I know Utah plays in the Pac 12, so maybe their schedule isn't that great either. But Notre Dame's schedule has gotten soft over the year. That's why they've kind of been a little bit of a playoff contender. So I think due to their schedule, I think Notre Dame would still have a chance.
1: I'm going to say Utah because of the schedule, actually, is the reason I was going to give just because they play in the Pac 12. We saw what happened to Oregon on Saturday against Georgia. Now, Georgia's great, don't get me wrong, but Pac 12 is a, a pretty easy schedule for Utah to navigate against. The only thing, going for it you know, utah is going to probably play a schedule that's not going to be that attractive to the playoff committee and also notre dame's got the name brand that could potentially carry them in and their losses to ohio state which could be the number one team in america at least More number two so
0: yeah, I, I actually, I'm, I'm leading Notre Dame for the reasons that Cole brought up. Yeah, they are the name brand. Utah has the easier schedule. I mean, playing the, in the Pac-12, if, if both teams went 11-1, and 1, honestly, I mean, how many resumes, one-loss resumes, would Utah actually beat out? Maybe not many, especially since it feels like we have three teams that are already shoe-ins for the college football playoff with Alabama, uh, Ohio State, and Georgia. With one spot left, it would be some tough competition to slide in into that fourth spot. But that's going to do it for Under Further Review. Don't go anywhere because coming up next, we're going to make our pick six predictions and meet the Wildcats this week is with right guard Hadley Panzer. You're listening to Powercat Game Day.
5: The game is just the beginning. Get post-game video highlights and exclusive analysis online at powercatgameday.com
6: Football season is here, and we know some of you have been waiting all year for it. Make sure your first stop before the game is your Manhattan High V, your tailgating headquarters. While you're picking up everything you need for the perfect tailgate, be sure to stop by their new sports shop to pick up all your K State gear. And if you don't have time to shop the aisles in person, be sure to shop online. The new drive through pickup line makes shopping easier than it's ever been. Head to your Manhattan High V to get everything you need for the perfect tailgate this season at High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. The clock is ticking and time is running out. At Becker Autos and Trailers Camper Super Center, we are selling and moving 2022 RVs so fast we want you to know the time is running out. The 2022 model year RVs at Becker Autos Trailers Camper Super Center will not last long. And when they're gone, they're gone. They are gone. Prices will never be this good again. So time is running out. Right now is the best camping weather of the year, and right now is the time to purchase a new or like new RV from Becker Autos Trailers Camper Super Center in Beloit. Don't delay. Go to Beckerautos.com. That's Beckerautos.com.
0: We roll on with PowerCAD Game Day. I'm Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbank and Derek Young, both from the Three Maw Podcast, DY as well with K State Online. PowerCAD Game Day is brought to you by Prairie Land Partners, joining your John Deere headquarters. For sales, parts, and service with 15 locations throughout Kansas, online at prairielandpartners.com. It's the part of the show where we meet a Wildcat and we get to know them just a little bit more past just them being football players. It's Meet the Wildcats, and this week, it's with right guard, Hadley Panzer. We all want to know.
2: Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are
0: you? You know who I am? Oh, listen, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Meet the Wildcats. To meet the Wildcats with offensive lineman Hadley Panzer. Growing up, who was your favorite athlete that you loved to watch? Uh, I love to watch
4: uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. I was a big Packers fan, and, and obviously, you know, Jordy being from K-State and family being from um, coming here to college at K-State, so, you know, having a K-State ties to that. Back when you were growing up, another growing up question, what was the first piece of music you owned? I think the one that comes to mind is the ACDC Thunderstruck. I mean, that's an awesome start. Yeah. So, what are you afraid of? Is it a snakes or spiders type of thing, or is it something more than that? Oh, yeah, I hate uh, snakes snakes will get me get my skin crawling for sure what's your favorite sports movie um, I would say mine is the remember the
0: Titans I know the coaches for K State football a lot of cooks on that team a lot of guys I like to grill but Hadley pans are the cook if you're looking to impress somebody what's your dish
4: Man, I would probably say maybe just make some mac and cheese I suppose what <laughs> do you put anything in the mac and cheese like I remember as a kid putting hot dogs in there I'm not against the hot dogs but I probably just uh, do mine playing and playing mac and cheese everybody games these days right? right so what video game do you feel like you're one of the best on the team at and I don't know you know hardly anybody plays like the Wii anymore you know I didn't really have a PlayStation or Xbox growing up but we did have a Wii um, and we had the college football 2000 I think it was 2008 and I'd say I was was pretty good at that
0: what was that moment you heard from mom or dad that you knew you're
4: in trouble Uh, if if mom or dad you know said you know my middle name with with, uh, you know my first name and then my middle name or or uh, you come home and you have like a chores list or something then you know you did something wrong
0: to meet the wildcats with hadley panzer tv shows what do
4: i need to binge watch if you haven't watched the yellowstone i highly recommend it i'm looking forward to the new season coming out pretty soon that
0: is one i have not started watching yet but i'm going to get to it i promise and then finally
4: who this year is going to win the super bowl um put my money on the or i shouldn't say put my money on it because no no betting and stuff but i would put my money on the chiefs all right hadley good luck against missouri today thank you sir (laughs)
0: A big thank you to new right guard moving from that center spot to right guard filling in for Taylor Potier. Uh Hadley Panzer, thank you so much for joining us on Meet the Wildcats. We continue on with Powercat Game Day with our pick six picks. And first week of pick'ems, D.Y. and myself, we both went three and four, but Cole going two and five. So let's get on the right track with this week's picks, and we'll start it's a lot of Big 12. We'll first start out with the 11 a.m. game on Fox, D.Y., number one Alabama. And Texas from Austin, the Crimson Tide, a 20-point favorite.
2: I will still take Alabama at 20, but I, I'll be honest, you know, we can bet in Kansas now. I did get it at 17 and a half, but I'll, mm. I'll stick with Alabama at 20.
1: Yeah, I'll stick with Alabama as well. Uh, when in doubt, usually go with Alabama to cover the spread, and, and I think they'll roar into this game and, uh, and lay it on Texas.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Alabama as well. And Texas fans, when this game was announced as 11 a.m. kickoff, they're like, oh, my God, this should be a night game. It's going to be too hot here in the center of Texas. It's going to be like 78 today in Austin. Really not too bad. Next... On the docket is our only game without a Big 12 team, but it's a top 25 matchup. Number 24, Tennessee, is visiting number 17, Pitt. Coldest kicks off at 230 on ABC with the Vols, a six and a half
1: point favorite. Well, I know where D-Y is going with this one, and I'm going to go with him too. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. You know, Tennessee is a lower ranked team, yet they're a six and a half point favorite going into Pitt. Pittsburgh won at Tennessee last year. Revenge factor here. I I like Hendon Hooker at quarterback, the Tennessee run game. I'll take the volunteers to cover the six and a half.
2: Yeah, Hendon Hooker is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the entire country. And it, Tennessee was my lead pipe lock of the week on the Three Mall podcast, actually. So I'll stick with them. I got them at a lower number, but six and a half, I still feel good.
0: You know what? If you want to win this pick six, you got to be a little bit different than the others. I'm going to go Pitt. Uh, Tennessee wins, sure. You know, Pitt loses by three. We'll just go with that. Uh, next, game number three, number 25, Houston. Houston is visiting Texas Tech with the Red Raiders, a three point favorite, D.Y. Red Raiders,
2: a three point favorite. Yeah. And Look, I think they should have started Donovan Smith from the get-go. Now that they're transitioning, I don't like the timing of it, so I'm going to go with Houston.
1: See, I'm going to take Texas Tech. I, I like Donovan Smith more than Chuck at the quarterback position. I think he's the more dynamic talent. And Houston took three overtimes to win at UTSA last week, albeit a, a talented UTSA team, an up-and-coming program that did well last year. But I, I like Texas Tech to cover the number at home.
0: Yeah, this one is tough. I, I'm actually going to go Texas Tech as well. I, I agree with the Donovan Smith about how he is the better quarterback, I and mean, he was slinging it. When he came in in the first half in in their first game, he, four touchdowns, offense had over 600 yards of offense, and defensively, I mean Texas Tech was defensively was stopping the ball murray state cannot run the ball to save their lives 50 yards and 41 carries and houston is going to want to run the football plus just so many mistakes by houston in that first game to really trust their offense uh next oh boy how about this one iowa state at iowa what a shot in the pants for iowa state <laughs> the cyclones are a dog by three and a half points what do you have cole
1: oh, it's gonna be a great day to watch football after k-state gets done because there's a lot of big 12 games playing power five teams or you know Houston as well, and going to be a Power Five team. I'm taking Iowa. I know Iowa was embarrassing last week and only scored three points on the offensive side of the football. Relied on two safeties to win against an FCS team, albeit a very good FCS team in South Dakota State. I'm taking Iowa because Matt Campbell and Iowa State can never beat Iowa. So when in doubt, I'm taking the Hawkeyes to cover the spread, and and I think they're going to win this game by ten plus. I think their defense is going to force key turnovers and and maybe get a defensive score.
2: I also Iowa. That is because I think they play angry. They usually respond after these types of performances under Kirk Ferentz and play very, very well. And they'll be ratcheted up even more because it's the in-state rivalry. And, man, I, I just i am not confident that Iowa's taking score. I really am not. Uh, they They have Xavier Hutchinson, but it's a new quarterback, so I think Iowa can keep them off the scoreboard for the most part.
0: Yeah, Iowa State, or Iowa rather, their offense was trash against South Dakota State, but defensively, I mean, come on, they, they were really good, and you're right. I mean, Matt Campbell can't beat Iowa. Turnovers, always kill Iowa State in this game, so with Iowa being at home, three and a half point favorite, yeah, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes uh, the by seven. Uh, next, got two games left here. Uh, KU at West Virginia, Mountaineers Cole, favored by 13 points at home.
1: You know, I don't like that I'm taking all favorites here, but uh, I am going to take the Mountaineers to cover the number. I think there's an overreaction to KU's performance against Tennessee Tech, one of the worst FCS teams in the country. So I think West Virginia comes out, plays well, and covers the spread.
2: Man, this is the toughest one because there's a, there's pretty good justification for either. It being in Morgantown, and that, that that's a tricky road one, especially for your first. I'll say West Virginia by two touchdowns. So they barely cover, but they cover.
0: I'm going to go West Virginia. The Mountaineers are going to humble the running game of KU. They held Pitt. To 76 yards on 38 carries, Pitt wanted to run the ball and couldn't do it. So I'm going to take the Mountaineers to uh, cover the 13 points. The last game is we have the extra point coming up here as well, with it to be a home game for K-State. But how about this one? Number nine Baylor and number 21 BYU, the Cougars, a three and a half point favorite. DY, I
2: man, it almost feels so trappy that you want to take BYU because somebody knows something that maybe I don't. But I will still take Baylor. Because they're the better football team, at least I think so. And I, you know, with that coaching staff, how can you not like them as an underdog?
1: Yeah, it feels like a line that's trying to to trap you into taking BYU because it's a fishy line. But I'm just, I trust Dave Miranda. They dominated this game in Waco last year, and I just think they had the better coaching staff at Baylor, so I'm taking the Bears.
0: This game kicks off at 9:15 Central Time. Kickoff time aside, I'm going to go BYU. I'm not a fan of BYU. I do agree that you, with you guys, that Baylor is the better team, but uh, and we know why I don't like Baylor, at least or BYU. Or at least you guys do. It's on a moral standpoint. This is going to be the rowdiest crowd I think Baylor plays in front of this season. It's going to be insane in Provo. I just think the 12th man environment, rowdy crowd, just BYU being at home, that's just the feeling I got with the Cougars this week. Now finally, the extra point, good for a wildcat, first downs, there were 15 last week, a low number. So I said at 15 and a half this week against Missouri. Cole, you're going to take the over or the under?
1: Yeah, I'm, I was wrong last week, I took the over, but I'm, I'm going to take the over again. I sure heck as hope it's the over um, or else K-State's hopefully getting some large plays in this game that mean to less first downs, but yeah, I'm going to take Take the over, Mitch.
2: I'll take the over. The, re- the reason why it was under last week was because there wasn't a whole lot of extended drives, more explosive plays than anything. I think uh, this might be a, a game with more extended drives.
0: Yeah, I agree. This is like a remembering from all the games I've, I've paid out so far. This is my 10th, uh, so I haven't done that many football games. But working with Dave Lewis on the k Morning Show, we talked about it all the time. This is like a 18 19 hopefully i mean that's a, definitely a win hopefully for k-state if they can get to 18 and 19 good for wildcat first downs powercat game day is brought to you by the mccain performance series bringing the best to the Flint hills in broadway music theater family shows and comedy kids under 17 always have price get your tickets online today all right, we're down to one final segment on PowerCat Game Day, what to watch for, and our official predictions for K-State and Missouri.
5: We wrap up PowerCAD Game Day next. Miss the show? Head over to powercadgameday.com to stream and listen anytime. This is PowerCat Game Day.
0: The doctors at Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center have been the KC Wildcats' trusted team physicians for almost 40 years. The skilled and professional staff at OSMC are available for all of your orthopedic needs. Located at 1600 Charles Place, we offer complete orthopedic care from diagnosis, surgery, physical therapy, fall prevention, and return to activity to get you back to your active lifestyle. Visit us online at kansasortho.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, the greatest comebacks begin here. Hey, Manhattan, don't miss the Labor Day sales
6: event at Beds for Less. For a limited time, save up to $700 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets at Beds for Less, your authorized Tempur-Pedic retailer. Right now, get a $300 Amazon gift card with your Tempur-Pedic mattress purchase. Get free statewide delivery on your Tempur-Pedic, too. And take your Tempur-Pedic home today with zero down and up to 60 months promotional financing from Beds for Less. Plus, twin
0: mattresses start at $99. Queen mattresses from $199. Hurry to the Labor Day sales event at Beds for Less, 519 Fort Riley Boulevard in Manhattan.
5: Powercat Game Day's What to Watch For
0: For the final time this morning, welcome back to Powercat Game Day Brought to you by the McCain Performance Series Bringing the best to the Flint Hills in Broadway, music, theater, family shows and comedy Kids 17 and under, always at price Get your tickets online today It's time for What to Watch For it is brought to you by Spirits of Seventy Six Liquor Store. Come get some of the good stuff and raise a glass with your friends. Spirits of Seventy Six Liquor Superstore on Highway Twenty Four in Wamigo. All right, what to watch for? D-Y, I'll let you go first. What do you got?
2: We all saw what happened last week. Adrian Martinez didn't really take any shots downfield. Only fifty-three yards passing. Uh, the, the receivers, you know, never really took their took their shots deep. Adrian Martinez never took his shots deep. Missouri's watching, and uh, you know they're going to make Adrian Martinez prove it before they respect him as a passer. It's going to it's going to be on Adrian Martinez to win this game. If you're Missouri, I don't know why else you would defend it any differently. Adrian Martinez has to have a great game through the air.
1: I'm watching for K-State's defensive line against Missouri's offensive line. Missouri's protected the quarterback the last couple of years pretty well, but they struggled against Louisiana Tech, and I think K-State's got some mismatches up front and is going to wear down that Missouri offensive line with all of the bodies and the depth they throw at them. I think Felix Udica, Uzama, Nate Matlack, Eli Huggins, Brandon Mont, Jalen Pickle, et cetera, I think they get pressure on Brady Cook. Now, he's a mobile quarterback. He can elude some of that, but this is his first road start in his career, I think KSA is going to force him into a couple of crucial turnovers. I like Julius Brent a ton at the cornerback position and Echo Boydo. I think they're going to jump around. There may be a strip sack. I'm looking out for that. I think the defense is going to make some big plays in this game and change field position. One other thing that, that kind of honorable mention what to watch for, guys, that I want to throw out there special teams is often such a big thing uh, for Kansas State. Obviously, the block punt touchdown last week. And the Chris Tennant storyline struggling at place kicking. Look, Missouri's got one of the best kickers in the country in Harrison Mivas. He's five 5'11", 250 pounds. I mean, he's a big kicker. He's built like a tank. He's got a huge leg. And he's been all SEC first team back-to-back years. He is 40 of 45 on field goals in his career and 6 of 7 from 50-plus yards. And, you know, one thing you often think about K-State getting a big return Harrison Mevis last year, Missouri only had five balls brought out of the end zone on returns, on kick returns. They kicked the ball off 68 times, 63 were for touchbacks. So you have to think they're probably going to negate K-State's kick return game with his ability to kick the ball out of the end zone. And my what to watch for
0: is K-State's running game against the Mizzou defense. I'm going to echo what Blair Kirkhoff said in the first hour. Mizzou's run defense last year was horrible. 124th in the country last year, stopping the run game, allowing 227 yards per game on the ground. Now, Mizzou, their debut with the defense, the run defense, a couple of Thursdays ago, 11 runs, on 22 carries but louisiana tech new head coach sonny cumby and they're more focused on passing the football that's where they really want to excel the run game isn't as important nlt is in a rebuilding mode anyway right now so i kind of take that with a grain of salt k-state hopefully will be able to expose that run defense of missouri it is prediction time final scores what do we got we'll start with Derek young
2: I got 28-17 Kansas State. I just think that the, you know they're going to disrupt things enough on the defensive end. And I really don't think a whole lot of Brady Cook. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. So I think they can temper what Missouri does as an offensive unit. And I got them as a square number at 28 just because it's hard to you know, expect a field goal to be converted at this point. We'll see what happens. But 28-17, 11 point win for Kansas State.
1: I've got the – same margin of victory. I got Kansas State winning this ballgame 31-20, to jumping out to a 2-0 start, and some feel-good vibes in Manhattan after this one. So I, I think the defense will be the big storyline, and I think Adrian Martinez is going to make some big plays. Ever
0: since I saw Elijah Drinkwitz mock K-State quarterback commit, Avery Johnson on Twitter after Joshua Manning committed to Missouri. I have been waiting for this day. I want K-State to obviously make this a blowout but it's probably not going to happen. I'm still picking K-State to win, and just to barely cover my final score prediction is 31-23 to K-State. Chris Tennant going to have to step up and knock in some field goals, but I'll take the Cats to go 2-0 on the year. Breakfast football heading your way soon. It's been since 2011 since these two teams have played, and K-State won that meeting at Bill Snyder Family Stadium 24-17. This is the 98th meeting all time between K-State and Missouri. Missouri with 60 wins in the series, K-State with 32. Cats have beaten Missouri 15 times at home. And I'll never forget the run the Wildcats made from 1993 through 2005 with K-State winning 13 straight in the series. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Powercat Game Day. A big thank you from the 3Maw Podcast, Eric Young and Cole Manback for joining me once again. Also, a big thank you to the sponsors of Powercat Game Day, including Beds for Less, Manhattan's Leader, in low-price, high-quality mattresses, offering the largest selection of in-stock name brand mattresses, and also Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. Don't get stuck on the bench from sports injury, get back in the game with the same doctors trusted by Kansas State University, online at kansasortho.com. Also a big thank you to Prairie Land Partners, the McCain Performance Series, also Al Insurance, Becker Auto Trailers and Campers, Vanderbilts, Manhattan Regional Airport, hy V Midwest Dream Car Collection, and Spirits' 76 liquor store. Also, how about a shout-out to the other stations playing us across the state of Kansas for Colby and Goodland, 100.3 The Ride, out in Hayes and Great Bend, Old School 107.9, and Dodge City, Garden City, Super Hits, K95. Next week, we're going to be on at 10 a.m. It's going to be a 2 o'clock kickoff between K-State and Tulane a week from today. But K-State in Missouri, Kicking off at 11.01, network coverage begins next. Thank you so much for listening to Powercat Game Day. For Coleman Beck, Derek Young, I'm Mitch Fortner, and we'll talk to you next week
5: cat game day is
6: brought to you by prairie land partners your local john deere headquarters for sales parts and service with 15 locations throughout kansas online at prairielandpartners.com orthopedic and sports medicine center don't get stuck on the bench with a sports injury get back in the game with the same doctors trusted by kansas state university online at kansasortho.com the mccain performance series Bringing the best to the Flint Hills in Broadway, music, theater, family shows, and comedy. Kids under 17 always have price. Get your tickets online today. And Beds for Less, Manhattan's leader and low-price, high-quality mattresses. Offering the largest selection of in-stock name-brand mattresses.
5: Stay tuned, Wildcat fans. K-State Football Network coverage is coming up next.
0: Vanderbilt's is the place to go for the largest selection of boots in Kansas. If your company requires safety toe boots, go to Vanderbilt's. Need work jeans? Vanderbilt's. Need some muck boots? Go to Vanderbilt's. Where should you go for the best price on jeans, cowboy boots, and shoes for the entire family? You got it, Vanderbilt's.
5: You work boots and up Vanderbilt
6: bourbon, the one true American spirit, and while every month is a celebration of fine whiskey at Spirits of 76, this month we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month, raising tribute to the water of life and the drink of our forefathers with bourbon sales, bourbon tastings, and special bourbon bottles on the shelves. So come get the lubricant of true American conversation and make sure your bourbon is some of the good stuff. At Spirits of 76, celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month at Spirits of 76 Liquor Superstore in Wamigo.